Blog Talk Radio. The perfect storm. What can we do? Welcome to the sixth episode of the Living a Dream, a Transformational Journey podcast. My name is Jill Kalk. I'm a life awareness coach, Reiki master, author, and speaker. Today's episode is The Perfect Storm, What Can We Do? First, I want to share my life purpose statement, which I created thanks to Brendan Burchard. The purpose of my life is to be present, joyful, and compassionate, and to share my gifts and be a role model to others so that I might inspire others to make a difference in the world. My ultimate goal is the global enlightenment and peace on our earth, our physical reality, through the awakening, awareness, and action of all its people in transforming our beliefs about each other and the earth. I'm not alone in having this goal of peace on earth, and cooperation, caring, and sharing by all people. However, my approach is a bit different. I am enlightening the earth from within. Mahatma Gandhi said, you must be the change you want to see in the world. First, I will briefly review the important discoveries we made in the previous podcast episodes. One, we were all given the gifts of love, joy, and all positive self-attributes when we were born. We still have all of our gifts, although they may have been buried under other people's garbage we accepted in the form of their opinions, beliefs, and thoughts. Two, at the level of the atom, we discover we are all connected. There is no distinction between an atom in our skin cell and an atom in another's in cell or in an object we are holding. Three, our soul envelops our physical body. Our physical body is inside our soul. Four, we are not identified as a physical body. We are eternal energy beings that have a physical body. Five, We must become the change we wish to see in the world. Changes within us are reflected as changes in the world. Six, the terms God, source, and all that is are synonymous terms for the all of everything, seen and unseen, simultaneously everywhere and every when, the eternal universal life force energy. Seven, we are all one with all that is, 
playing a physical game of our own creation in physical bodies, also of our own creation. And eight, come join me in the new version of Earth, the virtual reality game, the love edition. In previous podcasts, I've used the term all that is to describe everything seen and unseen because it is self-descriptive. It is also kind of long. Uh, because God, source, and all that is are synonymous and describe everything seen and unseen, everywhere and every when, I will start using source as my chosen term. Please feel free to translate my term source into your term for the all of everything. All these events are happening at the same time right now. We have reached the perfect storm of major catastrophic events battering us from all directions. We fear. We fear, is this Armageddon? Is this the fire next time? This is the way the world ends, not with a bang but a whimper? I understand that the deepening divisiveness, escalating violence, increasingly devastating natural events, and plummeting economies in the world today may seem too large to tackle, too enormous to overcome, and way too overwhelming for any hope of anyone being able to make even the smallest difference. We fear for our future, our children's future, and the future of Earth. What can we do about this perfect storm of economic, social, political, personal, and natural catastrophic events that compound on each other and overwhelm us from all directions? We worry. What can we do about it? How does our flight, fight, or freeze instinct handle this confluence of catastrophes? The world is changing, shifting, and our major options appear to be fear the end has come and give up, which is a freeze uh, response. Ignore, reject, dismiss, deny, avoid, avoid what is occurring, which sounds a little bit like flight. Oppose, support, take sides, any side, for or against, do something, anything, place blame, judge, Match fear with anger. Those are all variations of fight. Are these really the only options we have? Perhaps we are faced with this emergence of all our fear-based events occurring simultaneously to force us to find another way. Perhaps we are faced with this emergence of all our fear-based events occurring simultaneously to force us to find another way. Think of a dark nightmare that builds to a crescendo, and just before we die in our nightmare, we wake up. We recognize all the terror and fear were of our own creation. We change our focus, ease our mind, calm ourselves, and return to sleep with a different, more optimistic dream of a brighter future for the earth and all of us dependent upon it for our physical existence. Sometimes 
We awaken from a realistic, fearful nightmare, becoming a bit disoriented at first, but gradually remembering who we really are and that we are safe. Sometimes it's difficult to awaken, become become trapped in our nightmare. Sometimes we remain disoriented for a longer period, confused about where we are until we are finally able to shake it off. We are all now living in a nightmare of our own creation. We have created no-win scenarios, even greater weapons of mass destruction, and escalating anger and violence toward each other, all while denying ourselves any power to effect change. The monsters we have created continue to grow stronger, more fearsome, and apparently totally out of our control. We are faced with our own imminent death. Our basic tools, flight, fight, or freeze, don't work now. We are afraid, living in constant fear and helplessness. We have thrown every weapon in our arsenal against the nightmare, our reality, to no avail. In fact, the monster appears to gain strength from our fear and from each attempt to use our weapons against it. We appear to be unable to recognize that we are dreaming this nightmare. We are unable to awaken from the dream. What else can we do? We can acknowledge that everything, every situation, event, thought, matter, has two aspects to it. What we want and what we don't want. When we push against what we don't want, we actually get more of what we don't want because we get what we focus on. In physics, it's Newton's third law, which explains the nature of the forces between two interacting objects. Quote, the force exerted by object one upon object two is equal in magnitude and opposite in direction to the force exerted by object two upon object one, end quote. In other words, the more we push against something we don't want, the more the something we don't want pushes back on us. The more we push against something we don't want, the more the something we don't want pushes back on us. There is actually much we can do individually and as a global community to effect change before it is too late. We are each a unique but equal part of source. And each of us was born with unique gifts, goals, and purpose to be of service to others. We each have an important role in halting the further destruction of each other and our home, or playground if you prefer. We are one with source, so let us unite in a single purpose of peace on earth, an end to violence toward each other. We can do this. Okay, so now that we've identified what we definitely don't want, what is it that we do want? What's the opposite of fear? What's the opposite of worry? What is another response than flight, fight, or freeze? Love. Faced with any set of options, 
we often must choose between some representation of fear or love as our response. Sounds simple, doesn't it? Pop psychology, what the world needs now is love, trite, simplistic. We've become so enmeshed in this physical experience that we have forgotten who we really are. We've built forts to defend ourselves from greater and greater enemies we create instead of wrath to calmly float down the river of life. We see everything and everyone as either with us or against us, but never as us. We see everything and everyone as either with us or against us, but never as us. We don't see ourselves mirrored in the others. We don't see we are actually attacking ourselves. We don't see how our fear, expressed as worry, anger, hatred, vengeance, or other such negative thoughts, feelings, and beliefs, only feeds the fearsome monster we ourselves have created. We must first acknowledge that we are in a dream nightmare of our own creation. We must recognize and know that we are safe in this dream. We are one with source and are having a physical experience. Then we express only our gifts we were given at birth of love and joy. First internally to ourselves, then to others by gradually expanding our soul, our love energy field, which extends far beyond our physical body to encompass the entire earth and beyond to the universe. We are still in the dream, but we are changing the dream from within the dream. We are still in the dream, but we are changing the dream from within the dream. This is exactly what I mean when I said that I'm not alone in having the goal of peace on earth, but my approach is different. I am enlightening the earth from within, from within the dream nightmare and from within ourselves. Once we have all shared our love and further ensure that love forms the only response to any event, We then can remain in this changed dream, this heaven on earth, continue to explore materiality and acknowledge we are merely dreaming, playing, experiencing this realm of contrast. Let's no longer allow our sisters and brothers in source to suffer and die. Let's no longer keep taking from the earth, which itself is part of source, without replenishment. We are not separate from source. We are not separate from each other. We are all one with source. When we fight between ourselves, source cannot take sides. Source doesn't interfere on behalf of one aspect of itself at the cost of another aspect of itself. We need to change our belief about who we are and who others are. We and others are all part of source. No one part is more important to source than another part. We and others must work together for our own survival 
and for the Earth's survival. Change our thoughts about us versus them and see everyone as equal parts of source. Change our beliefs from our limited, isolated view of self to the important role each of us has in working together as a global community to save ourselves and Earth from destruction and annihilation. Let's share our bounty, our surplus, our strengths, our gifts. Let's see the divinity in everyone. We are all equals, each with our unique gifts to share and contribute toward the global community through cooperation and sharing for the benefit of all. We are now in an unprecedented position of witnessing the possible end of life on our planet by our own hands. Now is the time to take action, to awaken, to become aware of ourselves as one with source. By replacing fear with love, replacing competition with cooperation, replacing distrust with compassion, replacing lack and scarcity with abundance, and replacing hoarding with sharing, people and earth will still be here as our playground long into the future. We will soon discover that our intrinsic, our internal rewards from peace, cooperation, love, and sharing are of so much more value to us than any extra status, money, or power. Those extrinsic or external rewards we previously sought and fought to the death for. We will live life unafraid, learn from other people and cultures, share our passions and gifts, and joyously see ourselves and others as one. Soon we will awaken from our nighttime dream each day into our daytime dream of this physical playground, no longer in fear that this may be our last day on earth. We are all filled with the joy, excitement, energy, and love of a new day bursting with new opportunities, new learning, new growth, new expansion in a world created by the peace and love of source. All right, how do we do that? John F. Kennedy said, quote, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country, unquote. I believe this can be expanded to, quote, ask not what you can get from the earth, ask what you can contribute to the earth, unquote. Okay, so you convinced me. We all need to change our beliefs, thoughts, and actions. Yes, so how do we do that? By comparing every belief to the gold standard of unconditional love. Think of a family member, human or animal, or a very dear friend, for whom you would do anything to keep that person, animal, safe, happy, and healthy. Your love for that individual is your gold standard for unconditional love. You love that individual no matter what the individual does. You totally love that individual unconditionally. You are soulmates. As you meet another person during your day, notice your immediate reaction to her or him. What word or words would you use to describe your immediate reaction? Is it one of recognition, trust, confidence? Maybe it's fear, mistrust. Maybe you're wary, suspicious, curious, interested. Uh, Maybe you're avoiding or you're kind of just downright disgusted. 
you were to give a ranking of your immediate reaction on a scale of 1 through 10, with 1 being completely and totally negative and 10 being on the level of unconditional love, what rank would you give your immediate reaction to each person you meet today? Compare your rankings with the different people you meet today. Do you see a pattern? Do your rankings seem to cluster around uh, a single number or a small range of numbers? Do you have any tens other than your soulmate described above? How does your body feel when you meet each person? How would you describe that feeling? Relaxed? Hyper alert? Do you have lower back pain, upper back pain? Do you feel panicked? Is your heart wide open or is it closed off? Are you happy or, or are you sad? Maybe for their condition. Are you afraid? Or maybe you're just aloof or feel nothing. If you have just met a person you haven't met before, do you see or sense any familiar aspects that this person shares with anyone else you know, have seen, or perhaps even yourself? What is the aspect that is similar, and who is it similar to? Thinking about the person who is similar to the person you have just met, do you have the same or similar immediate reactions and feelings to the person who is similar as to the person that you have just met? Why or why not? Have your experiences with the person who is similar affected your beliefs, thoughts, or opinions about the person you have just met? For example, you see a man dressed shabbily, unshaven, unwashed, and carrying a backpack or bag. You haven't seen this man before, but you have seen homeless men who look similar to this man, and you deduce based on the appearance of this new man, that he is homeless. In addition, based on the past experiences you have had with homeless men, you transfer those past experiences, could be positive or negative, onto this new man. Further, the action you take toward this new man is based on the actions you took with similar men who were homeless. Do you see that entire scenario as practical based on experience? Or do you see it as possibly a judgment of one man based on the actions of other men similarly dressed? Do you extrapolate from your observations of similar homeless men that all homeless men are the same and thus you treat them all the same? What if your views, opinions, beliefs, and actions about this new man are based on only one experience with only one homeless man? Would that be fair to the new man? Too many of our beliefs, thoughts, and actions are based on the experience of one person who is similar to a new person we meet and therefore is to be treated in the same way as the first person was treated. This happens repeatedly throughout the world. Can you accept any new person you meet as an individual, not based on any preconceived notions of what or who of that person resembles? Wouldn't you want to be treated as an individual, as possibly a potential friend? So meet the person as a potential friend. A simple smile and hello may be all that is needed to brighten the day for both of you. Let's look at this week's tools, activities, and summary. Tools. One. 
Be open to the possibility that your life can change and improve in ways unimaginable to you now. Two, you were born filled with love, joy, and positive self-attributes. Three, we are all one with God, source, all that is. Four, you must be the change you want to see in the world. Five, compare your reaction and action toward every new person based on the gold standard of universal love, not on presumed guilt or innocence based on previously meeting someone similar. Don't make any immediate judgments or general statements about any new person you meet. Activities. Envision the earth as a giant playground in which we all play as one, being one with source. Two. Think of the people you meet each day. You may have a completely different reaction to one person than another person. Notice the difference and uh, compare them against your gold standard of unconditional love. Can you change your reaction and behavior from fear-based to love-based? Summary. We are born with gifts from source of love, joy, and all positive self-attributes. Two. We are not separate physical beings. We are all connected at the basic level of the atom. Three, God, source, and all that is are synonymous terms for the all of everything, seen and unseen, simultaneously everywhere and every when, when the eternal universal life force energy. Four, we are all one with source, playing a physical game of our own creation in physical bodies also of our own creation. We are all one. We are all eternal, universal life force energy, dreaming that we are actually physical. We have forgotten our true identity as pure energy. Six, we can modify our thoughts, beliefs, and behaviors by applying the gold standard of unconditional love to everyone, every event, every choice, and every action. And seven, we can awaken from this dream. Remember, we are energy, spirit, experiencing a physicality filled with contrast, choices, and senses to better know all aspects of us as pure energy. If you have a question or comment, please contact me at joe at joecalk.com. That's J-O at J-O hyphen C-A-L-K dot com. I look forward to hearing from you. Our next podcast is a deeper clarity of the major concepts introduced thus far. This podcast provides a reinforcement of the concepts that may currently be difficult to comprehend and accept. So I I really encourage you to tune in. I hope you join me here next Tuesday, 4 p.m. Pacific U.S. time, 7 p.m. Eastern U.S. time. This is Joe Kalk signing off. Blessings to all of us dreamers on our transformational journey. Thank you.